You know, this is America. We should all be free to have our points of view. But what we're concerned about, I think, is the, is the use of government to impose upon people a particular point of view, especially a point of view that is based almost solely, you know, in religious beliefs on everybody. Yes, yes, that's yes, what yes. is That's what yeah. is really disturbing to me. Welcome in, kiddos. It's another fantastic week of your favorite political podcast, Alabama Politics This Week, brought to you by our good friends over at Wind Creek Entertainment. And, uh, you know, before we get into, oh, man, am I going to have some rants this week? Uh, but, man, <laughs> uh, before we get into that, let me let me go on a good rant and tell you about the folks at, at Wind Creek Entertainment. If you're looking for a nice little destination getaway in this state, there is no better place to go than one of their fine establishments in Atmore, Wetumpka, and Montgomery. They have the four Diamond Star rated hotels. They've got the spas. They've got the services. They are one of the top employers in this state for a good reason. Uh, it is because they offer a very high quality product and they offer regulated gaming in uh, in their facilities, electronic bingo games. Um, and they offer some of the best restaurants uh, and, and food options while you're while you're there gaming as well. And listen, there's a lot of entertainment that uh, somebody was saying the other day, well, you know, I'd like to go, but I got the kids. Yeah, I got the kids. I said, but hey, look, they've got a movie theater at one of their places. They've got a bowling alley at one of their places. There are things for, to, that can be done around the, around these uh, facilities and these resorts, really, is what they are, resorts. Uh, you know, even in cold weather, uh, for there's something for the whole family to take part in. Uh, you know, even if you, everybody's not going to gamble. And so it is a it's a fantastic place. And I'd encourage you to go and stay there, even if you're going to Montgomery on business or you're, you're traveling through on the way to the beach or something. Go and you know, you, book a stay and, and, and go and travel. I know David's about to go, right? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm making it my business to go at some point, uh, probably before... Uh, summer. I got a. I got some stuff happening with my schedule that I got to sort out. My travel schedule for this, this first part of the year that I got to sort out. But that's definitely uh, at the top of my list that I I got to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll enjoy it. Look them up on, online. Uh, Google up Wind Creek Entertainment, and it'll take you and it'll give you the options uh, for uh, for the various facilities that they have. And if you're traveling out of state, look them up as well. They've got some some fantastic places and some island destinations that you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. Aruba, I'm just saying, uh, you know, or the island destination of Pennsylvania. Uh, so it, listen, they, um, uh, but that, listen, that's probably one of the nicest, one of the nicest, uh, hotel casinos around is that place in, that they have in Pennsylvania. So it's really? a, I'll say, Oh yeah, man, they put, they put in some cash on that thing to fix it up. I mean, it, it, it was, it is a nice, nice place. I've seen a lot of video of it. I was looking at some of the, the facilities just because, you know, listen, I like to, you know, I like to, to know our, our advertisers and the people who are sponsoring things and mm-hmm. say, know what they're about. And I was looking at some of that stuff and man, it is a, it is a nice place. Uh, so uh, anyways, if you're, if you're going, I'm, I'm sure that they would love to have you and you'll enjoy yourself and we will you know, tell them, tell them we sent you. They probably really won't know who we are, but yeah. it doesn't hurt. You know, it doesn't tell hurt. Them. Tell them yeah, anyway. Tell them. Tell yeah. them anyway. Maybe you'll get a, you know, maybe you'll get some free play or something. Who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. Let's jump into this thing here. Yeah. Uh, we are, we're going to have Representative Thomas Jackson on with us uh, uh, shortly. 
uh, that interview will sound a little different. <laughs> Just, uh, some of us have appointments, and some people know how to keep appointments, and some people do not. Reminds me of the old uh, uh, Seinfeld deal. You know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. Hold it. Um, <laughs> and really, the holding is the most important part. Uh, but uh, so he, it's a good conversation, and you'll want to want to stick around to that. He lays out some truths on some things that uh, some of it was gonna, pretty surprising. I, yeah. you know, I'm still processing some of that. Honestly, I mean, you're gonna want to hear it, and yeah, some people are not gonna want to hear it. I can mm. tell you that. Uh, yeah. Some people are not going to want to hear what he has to say, but I don't think that anybody's going to dispute a lot of what he says. So, um, all right. Yeah. Have, um, have we uh, frozen any children this week? <laughs> uh, in, in case you are, uh, have not been following along. Good uh, night. Good um, night. I know, right. Uh, the Alabama Supreme court last Friday, uh, ruled in a what has become a very controversial opinion at this point uh, that frozen embryos uh, that were kept stored in a fertility clinic in Mobile did in fact qualify as children, uh, mm. and their destruction uh, would intentional destruction could open people up to uh, you know to being I guess charged at this point under uh, you know the. the, the the various penalties of uh, we have in the state for killing people, uh, you know, including the uh, the unborn uh, children's act that we have. From when, you know, of course, typically what what takes place there is if if someone kills a pregnant woman, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, the person who does so can be charged with two crimes uh, for that because they consider the the, the fetus in the womb to be uh, a, a person uh, at that point. And uh, so now we are also uh, apparently going to extend this uh, to the embryos that were being kept alive uh, in, in the lab and stored in the lab. Uh, what took place in Mobile was a, a patient for somehow or another got out of his room and started randomly roaming around the, the clinic and went into the area where the, the embryos were stored. And I mean, you know, we've all picked up a stethoscope or some things at the doctor's office, you know, while we're waiting on the doc to come back in. But I don't yeah. know that I've ever picked up an entire tray of embryos uh, to just to study them and be nosy. And accidentally, he, this person accidentally dropped them uh, and uh, destroyed all of these embryos. And three families uh, who had who were storing their embryos there were affected and they filed a lawsuit. Uh, that lawsuit was initially kicked out by the lower courts because uh, they... Um, you know, there was no ground to stand on. There was, you know, it didn't, they, they weren't covered under any sort of an act, um, you know, and in Alabama, because we've also cut down on, on who can sue and how you can sue for damages uh, related to injury, uh, a person who is not injured cannot sue for damages. So the parents of these embryos could not sue uh, on behalf of the destroyed embryos because the parents themselves were not injured. And so there was no way to award any sort of damages there. And the only thing that they really could have done uh, was a breach of contract lawsuit, which also wouldn't really have worked out very well because the fertility clinic was very apologetic about the whole thing. And I believe it had mostly worked all of that out with the, with the folks. Uh, so uh, that was appealed up to the Supreme Court which issued one of, honestly, one of the most awful opinions that I have ever read in yeah. my life. So uh, you said, you said awful. 
I'm going to add to that a few other words. Okay. In addition to it being awful, Josh, it is absolutely frightening. Yes. It is scary. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's scary, even more than awful, even though I think you're right, it is awful. But it's even, but to me, it's even more scary because this Alabama Supreme Court opinion written by the Chief Justice Tom Parker is actually more like a Sunday school lesson than anything. Right. I mean, this guy is quoting the Bible. Look, I go to church. I'm active in my church. I read the Bible. But, but, but Alabama law is not supposed to be interpreted based on the Bible. It's supposed to be interpreted based on the Alabama Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. Not the Bible. Mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. this guy's opinions, it's absolutely frightening. He talks about, he asserts things that I, first, and you know, I, there's so much I could say about this, but let me just hone in on one thing, Josh. Okay. He makes an assertion here that doesn't even comport with what is discussed in theological circles, broadly theological circles. One of the things he argues is that, and I'm quoting here, all human beings bear God's image from the moment of conception. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, you can't, there's no place in the Bible that I'm aware of that you can even find that, first of all. So he's, he's pulling this out of what in the black church we would call his sanctified imagination. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. But even more, and, and that's probably being generous, but even more than that, in theological circles, the whole idea of when life starts is debated. It's still debated. You talk to, a, you talk to Christian theologians, you're not going to get a uniform answer on that if you, if you, if you take a broad enough survey of mm-hmm. them. You talk to Jewish theologians. I, and, I, isn't, and, isn't it generally accepted? In, I mean, not accepted, but it, I mean, the, 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 isn't the general consensus that the only mention of the Bible of when life begins is with the first breath? I would, I would say that's a good opinion. Yeah, I would say that's a valid opinion. It's the yeah. only, it's the only real reference to it, right? I'm, in the, in the Bible, if I, right, if I'm not and that of course is you're going back to the Garden of Eden. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a good, I think that's a good argument. I think. Well, it's a I mean, that's argument. when all the true stuff happened. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> but you know, my point is this: this guy is going. You know, he's 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 he's. he's <laughs> He's playing at being a theologian, and and he's not being a good theologian. Well, let let me let me read a a section that that just so just to illustrate what you're talking about here. Okay, Mm. Uh, when the people of Alabama adopted the sanctity of life provision of the state constitution, they did not use the term inviolability with its secular connotations, but rather they chose the term sanctity with all of its connotations. Parker wrote. 
This kind of acceptance is not foreign to our Constitution, which in its preamble invokes the favor and guidance of Almighty God and which declares that all men are endowed with life by their Creator. The Alabama Constitution's recognition that human life is an endowment from God emphasizes a foundational principle of English common law, which has been expressly incorporated as part of the law in Alabama, of Alabama. Now, do you... Are, are people so stupid that, that this is what they think? That, that, when, that when these people who had uh, our founders, who had, who had blank pages in front of them when they created this, you know, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the things that made this country, mm-hmm. that, that, that they, were, they, were, uh, in, they were making this a Christian country when they pretty specifically took a lot of steps not to? Um, right. And that's, and, and, and of course, this has been so distorted, um, in, in my opinion, it's been so distorted by right-wing evangelicals over the past 30 years. When I was a child in the 70s, I was taught that um, uh, Roger Williams was one of the chief proponents, one of the founding fathers, mm-hmm. one of the chief proponents of um, and founder of Rhode Island, if I remember correctly, one of the chief proponents of ensuring that that this that this unite that these United States would be fa- would be governed in such a way that there would be true freedom uh, to worship or not worship as you see fit. Mm-hmm. In fact, the very reason, if you really look at the history, the very reason that the Pilgrims came over here. Is because they were trying to escape religious persecution. Yes. You know? Uh, so now, of course, they got here, and they became the very thing in a lot of ways that they were running from, but that's a whole other story. Sure, sure, but, sure. But the yeah. bottom line is the premise of the United States was fr- religious freedom. That's mm-hmm. what it was about, religious freedom. Of course it you was. Know? I mean, it's, uh, you know, honestly, I mean— Thomas Jefferson would murder these people. Yeah, I mean for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no, literally. I mean, I, listen. I know Jefferson had this flaw, certainly, but I mean, you know, the the idea that we believe that these people were forming a Christian nation. I mean, stop it. Stop well, Thomas, it. Well, Thomas Jefferson. Him speaking of Thomas Jefferson, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Thomas Jefferson actually created his own edit of the Bible in which he extracted from it all of the miracles of Jesus. Yes. I mean, he's not even, you can't even say Thomas Jefferson was a Christian in the same way that that many of us are today, because many of us who are, are, I would argue, probably most Christians today, uh, accept on on faith the miracles of Jesus. Thomas Jefferson did not. No. And, he, and he cut out those pages out of his version of the Bible. He cut them out. Yeah. And, and, and he just, you know, he went, uh, but, but even, I mean, this, I, I just don't understand what we're doing. This, this sort of mm-hmm. Christian nationalism that we now are embracing, which was, I mean, to my grandparents would have been this unthinkable, embarrassing, um, uh, atrocious act 
to to watch people behave this way, to watch them, you know, the way the way that we have have decided to do things now, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, the way that we have incorporated one specific religion into, uh, I mean, look at the uh, at the Dobbs decision in, in terms of abortion and stuff, and look yeah. at what was talked about there in the, in that mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Our, our the the our elders in this, I mean, back when you know the good old days that they talk about, uh, you know, for for white people. Um, mm. back then, this this sort of stuff would would not have occurred. I mean, it, it was it was you know, they didn't they didn't think of it like that, and it was there's been such a a change of attitude towards religious freedom, and I, I and I don't I don't understand how people can watch simultaneously what's taking place in so many areas of the world, and particularly. Uh, in in Israel right now, and, and not have some appreciation and understanding for religious freedoms and religious tolerances. Right. I, I don't. It does. Right. It's. I saw, you not understand what happened? Have you not read a history book and gone back and and learned of 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 how religion used to be used as such a, a battle axe uh, against each other and, and and was the impetus for I mean countless wars over yeah. the course of of history and and this I what we did here the reason that we have been so successful in this country is is in part due to the religious freedoms that we have and I just well, don't absolutely. understand it absolutely yeah well people don't People don't read history. They don't value history. And then also what also happens is you've got uh, a certain group of people who I think have decided that um, they will use whatever they can use to control, manipulate, divide. So, um, you know, they see that, uh, you know, uh, abortion is an issue. You know, if you go back to the the late seventies, early eighties, when you we started to have the rise of the moral majority, they saw that abortion was an issue mm-hmm. that was strong enough in certain religious communities that they could use that as a base upon which to build political power, and so that's what the Republican Party started doing. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with people. I, I want to be clear here. If somebody if somebody wants to have a, a, a view about abortion that's different from mine, you know, I'm 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 what we would traditionally call pro-choice. Um, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Have your point mm-hmm. of view. You know, this is America. We should all be free to have our points of view. But what we're concerned about, I think, is the is the use of government to impose upon people a particular point of view, especially a point of view that is based almost solely, you know, in religious beliefs on everybody. Yes. Yes. That's what is, that's what is really disturbing to me. I don't, you know, even if it's my point of view, which it's not in this particular case, but even if it was, I don't believe that it should be imposed on everybody. People ought to be free. People yes, are yeah, free. I, if if we take the abortion issue for example, yeah. uh, you don't get to where we are today without imposing a religious definition of life on what's taking place there. Okay, exactly. you just don't. You don't do it. What the yeah. only way to to go about this, uh, and and I think would be the most fair way, um, is to uh, is for our 
Congress and our leadership to impanel a group of doctors and, and experts and biologists and determine where they believe actual life starts using scientific evidence and scientific modeling to do that and then allow everything prior to that to be a, a woman's choice and everything after that, a choice that's made between a woman and a doctor. Uh, and I, I, you know, to me that, that is all I've ever wanted. You know, like I've, I've told people before, you, you probably, if you're uh, you know, a great big, you know, strong liberal on, on this, on things, you're probably not going to like my views necessarily. Uh, and you're certainly not going to like them if you're on the right. Um, because I, I, I feel like we ought to be out of this business of trying to impose our morals upon a healthcare decision that's right. being made for people. And right that's now right. you are penalizing so many women who are going to do this and they are making heartbreaking decisions for themselves in most uh, 99% of the cases. I mean, 99.9% of the cases, um, it, this, this late term abortion that people love to talk about or whatever, and, and the idiots on, on the right and on TV talk about their, oh, the post birth mm-hmm. abortion. It's, it's, it's a, it's not. It's a. It's a. Oh, it's it's such a terrible occurrence in those people's lives. They have planned for this. They know they they wanted this to happen. They were they were excited about these things happening, and then something medical has occurred, and it's not going to happen for them. And they are crushed. Yeah. And now you're adding insult to injury because of your religion and your beliefs when you need to stay the hell out of those people's lives. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, and that's what I wrote today was I don't understand what happened to that Republican party that I want to stay. I always want everybody to leave me alone. Let me be free. You know, yeah. well, well, what th- happened to that party? Well, well, I think what happened is again, they found, they found a way to, uh, they found a way to build a power base. And yeah. so they began to, uh, move away from the, uh, you know, the positions that they had traditionally taken and that Christians, uh, for the uh, many Christians have particularly taken. I mean, my understanding is that if you go back, you know, uh, to this, you know, the, prior to the moral majority and the rise of the religious right, uh, you know, uh, Christian people, even so-called conservative Christian people, tended to be somewhat agnostic on the issue of abortion. And that yeah. is not the case anymore. Um, so it was a that's, medical that's decision. This is. Yeah, I mean, that's they, right. They, they, they viewed it decision. as a medical decision. And, and you uh, know they, what, Josh? We ought to have, we ought to bring Marilyn Lands on the podcast. Yes, we should. Yeah, you know, will. because we her will. story is a great example of how oversimplifying this, this debate uh, misses so much. It misses mm-hmm. so much. She has a personal story about about this that I think we should we should try to get yes. her on. Yeah. yeah, we will. As a matter of fact, we'll we'll try to get her on for next week. Okay. Um, and um, and do that because you're you're absolutely right. Um, it is a um, it, it, it. I think everybody. This is the, this is the problem we have with so many arguments now. Uh, here they're stupid. Okay. Mm-hmm. The arguments themselves are stupid. They, uh, they are built on stupid generalizations. Sometimes on both sides, oftentimes on one particular side, mm-hmm. they, are, I mean, you, you look at the gun debate where every single argument is, Oh, you're, you're, you're for banning guns. Oh, you're, you know, you're for gun regulation. And, you know, and it's not, well, Hey, I, I, I think that, 
a guy with a, with a bunch of felonies and stuff shouldn't be able to go in into a gun show and buy and buy a weapon, don't you? Right. Right. Well, yeah. Well, so, so you're for gun regulation too, you moron. Right. You know, right. and it's just and, and it's the same thing with this. It's, oh, you're pro, you're pro. Oh, you're pro choice. Okay, okay, commie. You know, and it's just you know, and it's so it's so that it, 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 we've boiled this thing down to these simplistic terms that fit on bumper stickers. And and it, it is it's killing us. Mm-hmm. It's 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 killing us. Somebody you know was was saying to me today, our you know because the the gambling bill is 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 experiencing its first little speed bump in the Senate, and yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with it. But you know, I was talking to people about it the other day, and I said, you know, I remind y'all that this is not a this this bill doesn't allow gambling. This bill allows people to vote on gambling. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and so if you don't want it, you just go and vote against it. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and the majority will win on this. And so whatever the majority says, that's what, that's what will take place. And, and I said, 90% of the people out there are, are for this. They want the right to vote on this thing. And they're like, well, I just don't understand how, and this was, these were very conservative people that I was talking to. I, was like, I just don't understand how they're just going to ignore what the wishes of the people are. And I said, well, I'll tell you why. You won't do anything about it. What are you going to do? You're going to go and vote for the Democrats? No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to punish these people in any way, shape, or form. So the problem here isn't the leadership that we have. The problem are voters and the Mm. apathy of voters and their insistence on being ignorant and their pride in being ignorant of all things politics. You know, that they take, I don't know what's going on with politics. I don't get involved. Well, you know, maybe you should. Maybe some people mm. with some decent common sense ought to take a look at a few of these issues and say, hey, wait a minute. What's the actual issue taking place here? What's going on? Why is this affecting me? Why are, why are kids in Georgia going to, to college on scholarships uh, and a good chunk of that money coming from this state when we could be putting our own kids through these uh, into these scholarship programs? Why right. does Tennessee have commu- free community college when Alabama could be offering those things as well with the money that we're already spending on these same games? And it just... Those sorts of common sense things, when you break it down and actually get into the pieces of of all of these political arguments like this, it eliminates a lot of the emotional, uh, the, the emotional manipulation where so often religion invades the argument, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's happened with a lot of this. It, it, I yeah. mean, yeah, I think that's the case, and then also. Uh, I think I may have shared with you a buddy of mine uh, years ago, um, one of my newspaper buddies uh, was telling me that um, his father uh, just drilled into him from the time he was a little boy, no new taxes ever. Right. No new taxes ever. So you've got, you've got the religious stuff and then you've got this, um, this sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, just sort of family family politics that's passed mm-hmm. on that that is based on really simplistic kinds of things. You know, you'd say no new taxes ever. Well, what about when you need new roads? Or what about when you need to, to improve the infrastructure? You know, what, what do you do? You know, and, and, and to what extent do we say that government, um, you know, is not going to bear the burden that should be shared by all of us equally via government. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't hold up after a while. It's just too simplistic. 
Um, no, you're right. And it's, um, you know, I, I just, you know, it, it, there is no simple answer for any of these problems. Mm. You know, there's not. And if somebody has boiled it down to a simple answer, you're being misled. Mm. You know, I mean, really, if they boiled it down to a simple answer and a simple solution for these complicated problems, then you're being misled. Uh, it just, it's, it's really that simple on a lot of this. And, and, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to get the engagement of people up. I don't know how to, to encourage that more. I don't know what makes them care about it. I mean, I think the abortion issue has, has inspired a lot of people to care a lot more. Um, but you know, even that in, in a lot of places in this state, you're still seeing very low turnout. And, um, you know, and I, I just, I wish that there were a way for us to to have better engagement with more people and to get some of these people uh, that that are that are smart that are that, that that look at things with with common sense and and remove the emotional uh, you know sort of manipulation from this and 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 take a stand you know well, and, but yeah well I think and we're going to get into some of this in our conversation with Representative Jackson but. Uh, you know, uh, it's sort of a, um, you know, it's a, it's a circular problem solution, I guess I'll say it like that. It's sort of circular, you know, you've got, you've got, as you said earlier, Josh, voters have to be responsible, got to take responsibility for, you know, and be grownups about being citizens. That's very true. But then we also have leaders who need to do yeah. what they're supposed to do. And, um, and far too often, we're just not seeing, you know, the kind of le- visionary, um, effective leadership that we need to see, um, you know, in order to communicate ideas and to facilitate dialogue so that people will start to get engaged. Um, so... Yeah. I mean, that's that to me is where it is. And and you and I f- fuss and fume and cuss about the Democratic Party all the time on this podcast. The National Democratic Party uh, is what I'm talking about right now, even though we fuss and fume about the state Democratic Party, too. Yeah. But the but the National Democrats have just, you know, I mean, I just almost every day I feel like I need to ask myself, what in the blazes are they doing? Yeah, I you know, know right? what, what are they doing? I I just don't you know I, I'm I, the same way they're they're being led around by by the your, by the Republicans you're right I know we're we're about to get out of here but I mean it's yeah. a uh, yeah but it, you're right they, they they've allowed they continue to allow Republicans to set the tone and the messaging for things and instead of instead of going out and telling their own stories about you know yeah. like this economy for example and and how you know how good it actually is given where it started and and what the, and the accomplishments of this frail. A uh, guy with dementia in the White House who just keeps winning at everything that he does, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, and it just, uh, you know, it, I, you're right, it, 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 it drives me insane. And if we don't figure out a way uh, to to do better messaging and and control the narrative and and get things more focused, I mean, they've made a whole crisis out of something that's been a crisis ever since I was alive down at the border down there. And they continue to manufacture this damn thing every election cycle. And it's always the same. It's never really all that different. There's no different today under Biden than it was under Trump. And it's the same folks trying to come here for a better life. And I've always been of the opinion, open it up. Open it up and let's see what happens. Just open it. 
I remember yeah, the last I guy. Think, I think yeah, basically, and I and I know we got to get out of here. So I'll just I'm I'm just going to shut up. You're right. Now I, that, that's period. What you just said. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's All slide right. out. We'll come back. Representative Thomas Jackson. It's uh, Alabama politics this week. Brought to you by Wind Creek Entertainment. Back in a minute. Hey, uh, if y'all would do us a favor and uh, go, to, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go and rate and review our little podcast here. Uh, that would be very, very helpful for us. Uh, you know, people might pay us to do this. Uh, you never know. Yeah, but yeah, but let's not stop at Apple. Also, uh, you can do the same thing on Google Play, Amazon, yeah. and some of the more Android-friendly, uh, you know, platforms uh, as well. I forget that David's an Android guy. I am. <laughs> Me, I'm a conformist. And so, you know, go to Apple. But seriously, wherever you go, just do it. Just, just go and, and rate and review, and, and that would be very nice. Unless you're going to leave a bad one. Don't do, don't do that. Just don't, don't, like that. don't leave a bad one. Thank you. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Josh Moon, David Person. And we are happy now to be joined by Representative Thomas Jackson, um, who is uh, who's in the House, uh, who's in our legislature. And bless his heart, he's in our legislature <laughs> and, and, and dealing with uh, dealing with what what is happening with uh, with Republicans and some of the the absolute insanity that has taken place. And uh, and I know. Uh, you know, one of the first things that, that you wanted to talk about, um, and, and so because I want to talk about it as well, is the focus that Republicans seem to be having now on on bills that lock people up for extended periods of time. Uh, there, I know there's one now about tampering with an ankle monitor, uh, and and the, I heard the discussion yesterday, and they couldn't tell you how much the ankle monitor cost how they were going to determine if it just accidentally fell off or somebody tampered with it. Uh, the amount of, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was staggering to think that we're going to, we're going to put people in prison for longer over things that they have no idea about. That's the whole point. Uh, locking people up is, is what the Republicans are all about. Our prisons are already overcrowded. We already on a federal penalty to alleviate the issues that's happening in the Alabama prison system. And we are making all these laws to block people up for no reasons at all. You know, that's so many deaths that's going on in our prison system. I mean, people are dying up there and all over the state, being stabbed, gang violence and whatever else on the populated as work to uh, correctional officers. Therefore, every 100 um, inmates, you got about two or three uh, correctional officers. It's not going to work. And then, you, and then, and and what you have, you're doing these little tight bills to 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 mess with a person's head. He's on, a, he just got out now, and, and something happened mm-hmm. to an ankle breaker, and you're put him right back in prison, and he don't know what he did to, to mess it up. You know, this is this is this is this is preposterous. We're living in a day and time where you you can't make stuff up. You you got to you got to see it happening in real life. Nobody ever thought that this would be going on at this time in our in our history. Yeah, it, it is. It is staggering to to look at the things that they they're focused on. Because you're right. I mean, when you when you juxtapose what what's taking place in the prisons. I mean, we've had what five cases now. Is that right? Five, four yes. or five cases 
uh, of of people coming out of prison, uh, you know, the uh, folks who have died in there, and they're missing their organs. Their families get them back, and they're missing organs. Uh, you know, yes. and it just seems to me that there, there's got to be. I mean, is it is it a lack of understanding of people? Is it a lack of of being able to govern properly? What do you think is behind it? It's it's. I want to say it is a lack of governing. Uh, caring about humanity. Now, on one end, you you pro life. On another end, you uh-huh. don't give a damn. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, let, let me let me real real quick before you ask a question. I I, I want to uh, I want to ask both of you this uh, because you know I'm a I'm a white guy here doing doing a podcast with two black men, um, and and I see what's happening in our legislature. I see what's what's taking place with with how they are. <laughs> Uh, d- uh, you know the anti-diversity, uh, inclusion, and equality uh, uh, legislation. I see what their focus seems to be on on and you know protecting Confederate statues, um, while at the same time ignoring the wishes of a whole lot of people who look like Representative Jackson. And and so I, I, you know I can't answer. I, I have an idea of how it might make you y'all feel to see the leadership of this state. Uh, take such positions and do such things, but I would like to hear both of you uh, kind of you know, just just talk about the. Is, is it frustrating? Is it is it hurtful? Let me say this: a rose is a rose by any other name is a rose. It's racism. We can't. Mm-hmm. It's the big the big elephant in the room is is it's race, and we don't want to talk about it. It's embedded in the institutions, and we have this state is 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 is. is it, I would say it's the. It's the fundering ground for it. It, it. it it pitted itself from here. The whole nation was 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 brought to Alabama because of of the of race. The, the Selma Montgomery March, the bus boycott, and all these things happened right here. And, and and it seems like we're trying to re relive that or take it back 59, 60 years from where we from whence we've come. The progress that has been made. All these bills are. are Voting rights, suppressing the rights to vote, all these things are all incorporated in, in the process. It's not just here in Alabama. It's a, it's, a, it's a national policy that the Republicans have to just destroy democracy. And that's what I look at it as being, and that's what I feel that's the issue. And nobody mm-hmm. wants to address that from, from, a, from, a, from, a, from this leadership position. You know, Representative Jackson, I I don't disagree with you. I think you're right. I think racism is very much a part of what's going on. I know there's usually, though, some other argument that is presented, and that's what I'd like to get to. Uh, I think fundamentally this is um, racism is informing this. White supremacy uh, is informing this. But but what is the argument? What What is the argument that they're presenting to try to, because nobody's going to say we're doing this because we're racist or we're doing this because we're, we're white supremacist. So, so what is the argument that they're presenting? The argument is, 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 is you're attacking the culture. Uh, the LGQTP plus people, mm-hmm. you, you want to use that for an example, inclusion, equity, Mm-hmm. And diversity, you, you, you t- see, they are taking all these things and using this as, as saying that, that we're trying to take over, you know. And and this mm-hmm. this is a this is where they use this race. You ought to be inclusive. You want you ought to want everybody to to to, to be elevated to the same level. Those that can make that change, but we 
we shouldn't have to fight for equity in this state. 26, 27% population. We should we should be invited to the table and, and, and ask the question, what can we do to assist? How can we maintain? How can we help to make you, you whole? You know, but nobody wants to do that. We have to fight for every little thing we get. And there's a little thing that we get. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I say. That it, 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 that's so, the problem. So you think this is part of the sort of the anti-woke, what they call anti-woke uh, mentality that that is currently defining MAGA Republicans in in the nation? You think that's what this is? You you, you name it. You hit the nail right on the head. Mm-hmm. What is woke? I, I'm still trying to get a, a definition for woke. And I say, if we and, and, and we're if we're not woke, we we are sleeping. And, and and I'm saying we are going to be sleeping through a revolution if we don't get involved in this. What's going on? We got to open our eyes and see the, the the things that are happening in our in our nation. This MAGA Republican is a cult that that this is consuming our nation. And, and one third of, of of this nation is falling behind uh, uh, Donald Trump. You know, democracy is is, is on is, is is on life support. And and if we don't include the people in the in the process, democracy of voting, ex- educating them on why it's so important. The, the, I, I would say the, the urgency the urgency of now, this election coming up, even in the, in in this primary of the second congressional district. That's a, that's a slap in the face because the Supreme Court had to rule, and they rule against the Supreme Court. These people don't believe in law and order unless it's their law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as a that's, that's just the, my feelings. I'm just gonna be honest and upfront and tell the truth. That's right. the, that's the real truth about this thing. Right. You know, so let me just say uh, uh, as a final question to you for now, uh, Representative Jackson, as a black man. You know, talking to another black man, as Josh said earlier, um, I while I am concerned about the actions of 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 white legislators who appear to be motivated by white supremacist thinking or racist thinking. What I'm also concerned about, quite honestly, is apathy in the black community. Because I don't get a sense that that our people realize what's truly happening here, even if even if a person, you know, even if we've got people that are not, and we've got plenty of people, I think, in this in this state and in this nation who are white who are not racist. That's always been the that's always. That's always been the case, but 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 we know there's always been a percentage of people who have been pushing a racist, white supremacist agenda, and they're doing it very aggressively now, motivated, I think, uh, by their fear of the, the changing demographics, motivated by that crazy uh, former president that we have who's, who, who seems to be motivated by white supremacist and racist thinking. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not even going to say seems in his case. I think he is, absolutely. And so I don't think people realize the danger, the imminent danger uh, that faces us as as black people if we don't stand up, organize, speak out, and and push back hard against this. Does that concern you? 
Yes, it does. And especially on the national level, let me say that our, our black lead preachers should be preaching every week from the pulpit the danger of the revolution that's taking place in this nation. Uh, you know, it, it, it was it was the little children that, that, that Dr. King brought in Birmingham that that raised the, the, the conscience of the nation of what was take, really taking place. Bloody Sunday had to had to be shown on TV for people to realize that what was actually happening. And, and I'm talking to people that look like me and don't think that it's happening. Now, man, uh, you get the, my vote don't count. We don't we don't believe it. This is this is this is bothering my mind. You know, we have struggled so long to get here, and now we since we haven't really arrived fully, we halfway back to where we were at the starting line again. We are not yeah, educating well, our, 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 the people enough to let them know the danger, the urgency of now, how to get involved, how to how to organize, how to how to be on top of issues, and don't let's let people drive us through through cultural issues and 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 all this other wokeness, as they call use the term, uh, go away from us as 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 them and not us, but let us organize around that word. To, we got to wake up. Because if we yeah. don't, we're gonna. When we do wake up, we won't know what the, what this nation is all about. It won't be the America that we thought it was. Well, what woke is is simply another word for empathy. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound very good to say we don't want you to have. A, we're we're against empathy, so they they've substituted woke in there. Um, and and also, um, you know, I, being a white man, I can tell you. Uh, that the, there is no greater threat to mediocre white dudes than equality. All right. So uh, there, uh, that's, that, that's, uh, that, that's it. That, if you notice, if you notice these sorts of things, the, these sorts of movements among uh, white people tend to happen after some achievement within the black community. Um, you know, yes. whether it be Reconstruction, whether it be uh, the first black president, whether it be what happened in the wake of the George Floyd protests, uh, you know, all of a sudden it becomes much easier to convince a whole group of mediocre white people that, oh, my God, this equality is threatening what you've got over here. And so I think that's a, that's a big marker in this. Yes, uh, and you fear, but, fear always has been attacked. They use yes. fear, even if we go back to World War II and look at what, what, even then, Roosevelt had to fight through some issues because people didn't want to accept and didn't want to help. But now you look at the Ukraine, you look at, you get Russia, you look at Israel, you look at Gaza, all this is playing the same role in, in what is going on in America. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like that, um, you know, a lot of this embracing of authoritarianism, you know, the cozying up to Vladimir Putin uh, and a lot of that stuff is it, it has to do with this longing to be able to arbitrarily change what this country has always been about and the freedoms and the quality that was promised here um, because they don't want to go about it in that way. They don't want to they don't want to take in the freedoms. They don't want equality. They want to embrace uh, this authoritarianism and, and, and force people to believe what they believe, how they believe it and do what they believe and be subservient in some way. And it just honestly, I think you're right. Representative uh, Jackson, that, that it, it it is it is very worrisome 
uh, to me on a national level and on a state level to see, I mean, just, just look at, at the bills that are being introduced this week in the state legislature when you have uh, these people, you know, protecting monuments and, and tearing down diversity, equality, and, uh, you know, inclusion efforts. And it just, it, it is, I can't imagine at this point being a, a black citizen in this state and not feeling incredibly hurt by this. Well, it is hurting, but think about our our ancestors had to live through some stuff. Yeah, they lived through slavery. Yeah, and 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 they and and we are the offsprings of those who chose to survive. So we got that DNA of survival in us. But we got well, we got to fight. We That's it's true. not gonna come to us. Not, and and then being being in a minority, and then you got several minority groups that can come together and be the majority. And and then and then and that's what the white race is afraid of. They're using all these fear tactics because they're looking at them looking down the road and they're seeing that the numbers are changing. The border prices they, yeah. they 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 put they put the problem they make this a, a, a crisis on the border. This nation is a nation of immigrants. We always welcome people into this nation. Mm-hmm. And now we all of a sudden yep. they become a threat to to our survival. It was it become it, it tickles it, it really it, it appalls me to hear some of the things that these people say now. What they were defending then, but now they're against today. So, Representative Jackson, I got to ask you not just as a a pod ha- a podcast host and columnist here in this state, but also as somebody who's active. In the Democratic Party, uh, I'm on the I'm on the executive committee of the Madison County Democratic Party. I want to know what the party is going to do about this. What is the strategy from the Democratic Party to address this? Do we have a Democratic Party? Oh. That's the question. Oh, okay. Do we have a party? We got a we 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 got a dysfunction of of Democratic Party and and. I don't. I, and I always consider myself a Democrat, but I, I, I'm alienated from what them people are doing. Oh, how so? Talk, talk, talk a little bit about that because talk a little bit about that. I'm sorry, Representative Jackson. Talk a little bit about that because you are an elected official. You're established. You know, you've got. Um, you know, you've got years of experience. We we know the impact that you're having in the state. Uh, how could you feel disenfranchised or disconnected from the Democratic Party establishment? Talk about that. Don't have any connection to any communication. We passed a resolution, several, uh, HJR, several years ago to about having all the Black elected officials to be part of the executive committee. And it makes sense to us. We passed it. It was turned down by the body. No communication whatsoever. So here we are trying to, I haven't heard it. I, we haven't gotten any communication from, from who, who is the party leader over there? I don't know. I really wow. don't. Chris wow. England was, Chris, Chris England was, was the one that before, I don't know who was that. I had, nobody has even sent out a letter or anything to, to say who was what. Elections are, are, are coming up. You get out. I know the ADC will send out things that for, for contributions for monies and 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 banquets and stuff like that. But I don't know who. I don't even know who the party leader is. I, I'm being honest. I hadn't met the man. 
Wow. You know, you know what's really what's really discouraging about that is is if you look at the vote totals for most elections, it would be extremely easy for Democrats and people who think like us to get together, create a, a voting drive of young people and and people that are just you know disenchanted with with the process and overcome even in some of the most conservative districts in this state to overcome the the low voting turnout that they have. And I mean, we're talking in some of these places, we're talking 16, 17% registered voters of registered voters are, are out there Listen, deciding right. these elections. We, we, it would be Listen, so easy exactly. if we had an organization. Yeah. Yeah. What the party is supposed to be doing. Isn't that the party's job? Isn't that, yes. isn't that what the Democratic Party is supposed to be doing? You know, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I want to thank my minority leader, Anthony Daniels. He has done the work of a party but just by being a minority leader, trying to get people to name that recognition, to run for different offices in, in the state. This, that's not his job, but that's what he's mm-hmm. taken on because we don't have a functioning Democratic Party. But that's what we need to do. Yeah. The three of us talking today, get together with other members of like-minded, and we can we can turn this thing around. I'm in. I'm in if y'all are. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I gotta say, I <laughs> like Josh. I'm a little bit stunned here. I mean, I just you know, you you've been serving in the in the Alabama House for what thirty years? Is that right? Is do I have that right? This this is my thirty. Yes, exactly right. Exactly so, right. Yes. So I'm thinking. You are a tremendous resource just by virtue of the, the the longevity of your tenure. And you're saying that you haven't heard from the current party chair personally. Exactly right. Personally. If he walked in his room, I wouldn't know him. I'm being I'm being honest. Oh, I, I, we know. That's I mean, and listen. I, but believe me, the the uh, the surprise here from from both of us is is not, um, is not in in some way a, a judgment of you. And no. it's a it's a it's a judgment of what's taking place. And because honestly, it, it is it is extremely extremely discouraging, uh, to to hear that. And so, yeah, I, I just we we've got to make some changes, and we've got because we we can't we can't keep going the way we're going. We just can't do it. It's 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 not good for anybody, well, uh, including conservatives out there. Yeah. Yeah. What what, what we're doing is 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 a slow death. You know, like eating a little, a little arson every day, a little rat poison every day until you get enough in you to to kill you. So this is a slow death that we're doing, and uh, as a part, that's why I won't be in the, no Democrats in in in, in, in this state or nation at, at the rate we're moving, like we're doing here in Alabama. We got to be inclusive. Yeah. We got to bring out. We got we got to reach out. We got we got to build this party from the ground roots. And when nobody's out here doing this, I I, I didn't get when I ran an election two years ago. I didn't get no assistance. Didn't even get a didn't even get a letter from after I registered. To, to to be on the ballot, I ain't heard nothing else from them folks. Oh, so we, I, I said we don't. I was asking you what party, what Democrat party you a member of. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, it's just it, I'm, I'm, that that is one thing: disorganized and dysfunctional. And then you got authoritarian type rules that want want to control that. And so that's that's not that's not democracy. No, no, you're right. And and but listen, you know, uh, I know I know you've got a, a press conference and other th and a meeting, a caucus meeting to get to and other things. And and we, we really do appreciate yeah. you, you coming on and, and spending time with us and breaking things down and being being absolutely blunt and truthful about not, you know, what's going on in the legislature and what's going on in the Democratic Party. We need yeah. we need people to say what the problem is so we can start addressing the problem. And I think you've you've certainly done that and, and we do appreciate you for it. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. It's been a nice uh, conversation. And that we, we, we got to be, begin to move forward as, as a party. And I use the, this, this. This is my quote. Working together works. Oh, yeah. When we can work together, we can accomplish anything that is set before us. But we got so many different variables that that keeping us from doing that. So I'm looking forward to the process. After this conversation, I'm looking forward to some movement. I really am. Well, and about, I and hope that is the case. I yeah. hope that that is absolutely the case, and and thank you for for spending some time with us, and uh, and, and we'll get we're going to definitely get you back on because we have enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. Very much so. Very thank much. Thank you, so. guys. Thank you. All right. All right, sir. All right. Take yeah. care. Yeah, and I I mean what I say about Representative Jackson. We're going to get him back yeah. on at some point because that was that was a really good and frank conversation with him. I, I hope that uh, I wish. Wish some people. I hope some people are paying attention uh, to what he said, uh, and uh, and I hope that it it does catch hold and uh, and we can make some movement like he talked about in a positive direction. Absolutely. All right, let's uh let's slide out. We'll come back. We'll wrap this thing up in just a minute. It's Alabama politics this week. Back in a moment. If you're hearing my voice, that means you are a fan of Alabama politics this week. And I want to tell you how grateful I am that you listen and that you're engaged with what Josh and I talk about every week. So I want to ask you to continue listening and uh, continue to support us and definitely reach out with ideas, comments, suggestions. Uh, your support makes a difference and it means a lot. Alrighty, welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week brought to you by Wind Creek Entertainment. Really appreciate them. Appreciate our uh, fine folks yeah. over at uh, Southern Poverty Law Center as well mm -hmm. uh, for, for their sponsorship of things. I got to tell you, I got, I got some emails. Uh, we've got the tickets to Selma the Musical given away. Um, and so, um, but listen, I encourage everybody to go out and see that. It's going to be a fan. And I'm, uh, from what I understand, it's going to be on Broadway. Uh, this thing is, it's almost a done deal at this point. Nice. I know that the, that the, the uh, creator we had on last week, they didn't want to really delve into that a whole lot. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, I think that it's, it's, I think they've got the deal worked out. I think that they were waiting on her to rework some stuff in the, in the musical. And I think after they see it in Montgomery on Friday, the day that this podcast is released later tonight, uh, that would be the 23rd. Um, of February, uh, I believe that the, the deal is going to be signed. That's that's my belief. I'm nice. just saying, you know. Good. Uh, Congratulations. And, and everybody knows my, you know, my inside reporting on Broadway and how accurate I am. <laughs> so. 
take that. And Our take man it to the on bank. Broadway. Just take it to the bank. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, so we appreciate them and, and, of course, the folks at Wing Creek Entertainment and, and everybody else who has supported the podcast and you for listening. And, uh, you know, and I, man, I noticed our reviews. We're up to like 100 reviews. Have you seen this? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, so like, Apple? Thought, yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, we're okay. up like 90 something reviews. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I know it's uh, and 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 still amazingly positive. I don't know if it's my mom going in every week or what's happening, but that's you know. No, it's not her. She we got a that out, we but. got a letter too. Did you see that letter uh, that uh, our producer sent over to us? Uh, I, I I did, but like with most of the emails that we receive, I don't really read them, um, and so. Um, no, I, I did see that, and I, I'm actually trying to pull it up right now, so we can uh, so we can talk uh, about what was what was in the uh, what was in the email because it had some suggestions in there. Is that right? And uh, um, a couple it, of comments. Uh, yeah. It's uh, oh well, he wanted to know, and this was uh, I guess we we're not going to sign. We're going we'll just say it's Jay. Let's say it's Jay. Um, since it wasn't signed at the bottom, we won't we'll, we'll give out the name. Um, they wanted to know why we were we named the Jefferson County Sheriff the right wing nut because he is a Democrat and um, you know I think we kind of named the the entire sheriff's office uh, mm-hmm. sheriff's department uh, for their their handling of what took place uh, with with the gentleman who is handcuffed uh, that's that's why they they got to be the nut that week and so um, you know listen you don't necessarily have to be a hardcore Republican to be the right wing nut for the week yeah. you can do some right wing craziness all on your own as a flaming liberal and mm-hmm. you're going to be the right wing nut that week and that's mm-hmm. you know we're we're equal opportunity here there okay? you go yeah you go. Um, yeah it makes a good point uh, you know on the school choice topic the argument often made is that those are my tax dollars and if I take my kids out of public school then I shouldn't have to pay with that logic what about folks like me and my wife who pay property tax but don't have any kids mm-hmm. I think that's the lawsuit we'll see if this thing passes despite yeah. not having kids my wife and I are both products of public education she's also a public school teacher we support our tax dollars supporting good schools for the societal benefits including lower crime and more productive citizens keep up the good work that is a that is a fantastic email and a fantastic yeah. argument um, and it's exactly the argument. And let me let me throw one other thing in there. I got an email from a guy the other day who brought up a fantastic point, I thought. And that point was all over this state, um, from year to year, we have a variety of, uh, of ballot referendums that come up mm-hmm. that uh, and, which we just had one in Limestone County, very controversial one up here because some wackadoo up here uh, got loose and started telling everybody that they were going to be overtaxed for public education again when actually it was just simply a tax, a renewal of the tax uh, for the school systems up here. And so it was defeated because the school system did a terrible job of turning people out for the election. Hell, I followed this stuff all the time. I didn't even know there was an election mm. uh, or, 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 or you know, vote that night on the, on the issue. So um, anyway... But the referendum is for these tax dollars to continue going to education or mm-hmm. for more tax dollars to go to education or to just continue these things out and, and, and how to divide the tax dollars that are going to education. So how is it possible? How is it possible that our legislators can come in and with just signing off on a pen without a vote of the people at all, they can steer hundreds of millions of dollars from public education, tax dollars from public education to private entities 
that are going to offer very little oversight, very little regulation, very little, uh, you know, uh, say so by the people of how these things are going to be spent. Some of these folks will be religious institutions. Uh, some of these people have been, uh, I mean, some of the shit that they teach in these schools is, hmm. I mean, off the charts insanity. Okay. And I hopefully we're going to be highlighting some of that in the coming weeks, but you know, hmm. how is it possible that that's legal? Yeah, it shouldn't be. Um, yeah, just the, the, you know, and, and to me, it just, it, it's a, uh, and I think he's right. There's going to be some lawsuits and I think there's going to be court challenges because this is just fundamentally is, is brazen a, an attempt to usurp, you know, the separation of church and state as you, you're going to see, in my yes. opinion. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the fundamental problem with it in my opinion, but even, even beyond that part of it, it's, uh, it's just problematic that you have, uh, you know, we already know what this pattern establishes. Mm -hmm. It establishes the creation of separate, unequal school systems. And it does so on the backs of families and children that really don't have options and resources right. it's patently unfair it's the same kind of thing that you know um people with means like to whine about you know people that have people that are entitled mm -hmm. and have opportunities in this country far too often like to whine about things that are being taken from them when they already have a significant advantage and they have oftentimes, <clears throat> quite frankly, gained those advantages because of the disenfranchised, because they have allowed other people to be disenfranchised. I mean, Indeed. that's really the history of this country. That yes. really is. You know, when oh, you're talking about when you're yeah. talking about the indigenous people, whether you're talking about African slaves and their descendants, that's what this really is. Mm -hmm. Disenfranchising one group of people to advantage another group of people. And then when there's an attempt made to correct things, the, the group of people that have been entitled for decades or even centuries, then say, oh, our rights are being taken away. That's a bunch of garbage. Well, you know, what, what we've done uh, here historically in terms of public education, as in the South in particular, uh, but other places as well. There's, I mean, there's some some prime examples in Boston and some other other locations around. Um, is we have as soon as oh, we we reversed segregation in schools, all right, and, and integration came to be the rule of law. Uh, first of all, for you know a good chunk, and there was a great um, a NPR podcast about uh, the effect of integration on test scores and how it lifted. It was the, first, the only time in American history that the true bottom uh, of, of the American education system of the children there that had struggled the most, the poverty-stricken kids, had ever been lifted up because so many of them were, were forced into, uh, you know, the, the affluent schools were forced to take them. And so they started to receive some of the same advantages, the, you know, the labs, the, te the better textbooks, the technology, uh, the, you know, the better teachers, the better programs, and all these things started to lift them up without costing uh, the top-level students any sort of suffering in terms of academic standing. And so th this happened. But what, what ultimately happened are brain-dead parents 
that saw, you know, little black kids or Hispanic kids or whatever invading their schools, uh, their school, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and so they started to run. And it has been over the course of the last 50 years, a constant retreat and run for so many of these people. And they have done it in a variety of different ways, whether it's, you know, a a breakaway school system, whether it's private schools, whether it's, uh, you know, charter schools. uh, And, and, and they've, they've run out of places to run at this point. They're, they're no more, you know, they've, they, they can't do it anymore. You know, in, in this state, you know, they've run to the rural areas, they've run to the breakaway areas, they've done all this. And so now what they're attempting to do is to put in an elevated track. All right. And so the people with the means and expense can climb the stairs to that elevated track. And that's where they're going to exist in this in the in the education system is they're going to have the means to get to school. They're going to have the means for free lunch. They're going to have the means to cover the private school tuition um, that's not covered by this, this these tax dollars that are going to be flooding into these private schools. And, and we're going to do it in a manner in which we're not going to hold them to the same standards, which is another thing. To me, that I understand the religious argument, and I think it's a great one, but to me, the idea that tax dollars are going to be going to entities that are not held to the same standard, the exact same standard and scrutiny as these public education systems are, that, to me, is where the lawsuit lies. Mm. I, you, I, I, don't, I don't understand how anybody thinks that this is okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we see the fraud that takes place in the, in the institutions that are monitored all the time. You think these people are not going to uh, just be pocketing money left and right? You're crazy. I've seen, you, we've seen it. We know what's going to happen. And so it just, this, this same thing has always been the problem. All right. And it, and I, if you want to talk about school choice, I have long said, I will support your school choice. Okay. As long as it's true school choice. Stop with this nonsense. Take allow everybody in the county to go to any school that they want to go to and provide the free and reduced lunch kids transportation to get there. Mm-hmm. You do that. That is true school choice. And I guarantee you, if you also then put the uh, learning dis- disabled children at the top of the list to get into into their first choice of schools, I guarantee you, you will see a remarkable turnaround in state education scoring and achievement. And everybody knows it. And and then you take and devote the appropriate tax dollars to the schools that are struggling the most and give them the advantage in terms of textbooks and better teachers and technology. I guarantee you, everybody knows that what I'm saying is true and they'll never do it. Ever. Ever. They know, they know it's true. They know they've seen it work. They've seen it happen all the time, and they'll never do it because you can't sell that. You can't sell that racism, you know, that mm-hmm. way. So, yeah, well, yeah, <sighs> yeah. That that racist based fear is real. It is again. It has defined our country. You know, yep. uh, it is defined the country. It's it's so deeply embedded in who we are that I don't think we'll ever shake it. It's always going to be there. We're always going to be fighting this fight. You know, yeah. and I wish I could say differently. I wish I could say that Dr. King's dream would be realized in a way that would include the elimination of racism. I think his dream has to some extent been realized, and I think 
it'll probably be realized even further, God willing, but but not to the point where racism will be eradicated. It's just too it's yeah. too baked in. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. And you know, a perfect example of that. I know we wanted to talk about a little bit about the uh, forum. Uh, you know, was I mean, how we were essentially our state was forced uh, uh, by the courts to to redraw a district, so they, they we weren't racially gerrymandered to the same extent as that we were. Um, and you know, they held held a forum last night. The SPLC uh, Action Fund, I believe, was uh, the sponsor of the a candidate forum. And one of the, one of the top. Uh, folks was was not in attendance had a prior engagement that apparently everybody knew about and and then was so anyways they uh anthony daniels was not there hmm. and um and then uh so but you did have uh shamari figures and wandalin kavan and uh napoleon bracy and um uh I'm, I'm sorry i'm drawing a complete blank on uh miss coleman uh, uh, Mir- uh marika Marika Coleman, yes, yeah. I'm sorry, um, and um, and I believe is that yeah, that I think no, no, I'm sorry, Jeremy Gray, Jeremy Gray was there, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it was a good listen, it was a good forum. I think uh, there were, were some good points made, and um, and I don't doubt that anybody that is elected out of that group of people will be so much better for the uh, for this state and for especially the working class folks of this state than the guy who's going to be leaving that district and is tr- currently trying to win the seat in district one uh, very more uh, so I think that that'll definitely uh, be a, be an upgrade to the folks there and I appreciate the Southern Poverty Law Center folks and uh, for, for putting that thing on it was a, yeah. it was a good event and, and gave people some good insight into into who the candidates are Um Assuming they, you know, we can get things together and uh, and and actually win that seat uh, and and not allow it to go to Republicans, uh, which right. would be a real embarrassment, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it would. It. it <laughs> yeah. That that might even be an understatement because I think we'd all have a lot of questions about how did that happen, mm-hmm. considering the composition of that district. But anyway, yeah, we'll have to just see what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to get in the right wing nut or is there a couple of other things that we wanted to get to before we, before we slide out or. Sure. We can do right wing nut. Yeah. It's uh, our right wing nut is Tommy Tuberville. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's like the standing right wing nut award winner. We're going to have to, we have, matter of fact, we may name the, the award, the Tommy Tuberville right wing <laughs> nut of the week award, uh, at this point, uh, given how many times he's won the damn thing. But, uh, uh, I mean, he's, uh, his comments, his comments uh, about, uh, and he was on, uh, one of these, you know, right wing radio shows, which got, I mean, I, honestly, I'm beginning, I think the only people who listen to the right wing radio shows now are, are people who are trying to pull quotes for embarrassing stories about, uh, about, uh, uh Republicans, you know, I, I, cause I don't, I don't, I never run into a soul who listens to these people. I, I don't, really? I mean, I, you know, I mean, we know, you know, how many people are listening to us out there and it's yeah. pretty, you know, pretty substantial amount of people. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I never run into anybody who's listening to, uh, and to these people. And so uh, Tuberville, I'm trying to pull up exactly the, his exact quotes here. He's, he's on this show and he says, uh, you can tell Putin's on top of his game. One thing he said that it really rung a bell is the propaganda media machine over here. He's talking about in America. Mm-hmm. They sell anything possibly, uh, anything they possibly can to go after Russia. We force this issue, Tuberville said, of what's happening uh, among Russia and Ukraine, 
right now. We forced this issue, meaning America. Yeah. yeah. We kept forcing NATO all the way to Eastern Europe, and Putin just got tired of it. He said, listen, I do not want missiles on my border from the United States. It'd be like Russia coming to Mexico and putting missiles in Mexico. Hmm. You think? Hmm. Boy, good thing that's never happened. <laughs> oh man, just do we need to send uh do we need to send a good senator an Alabama history textbook or or maybe not. Maybe we yeah. don't need to send him one of those. Yeah. That might be the problem. To, yeah. Yeah, that might be the problem. Yeah. yeah. But, but we need to send him a history textbook or or get him a Google link or something. Uh Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody said the other day, you know, you know, what the res- the results we're seeing now is what happens when you go through thirty years of letting high school football coaches coach history in schools. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's you know, and I I said so I had a couple of good history teachers, and so I, I'm not going to dog them all. And it was I had a guy that was a that was a football coach, but he was he was a really good history teacher. Mm-hmm. I thought he he kept us up to date on things, and uh, and and or in, and led a really good class, and was probably one of the more uh comprehensive courses in history that I had in high school. And so uh, I I can't dog everybody, but I mean, this is embarrassing. I mean, what a, yeah, this is a, this is a dictator. Yeah. The Cuban missile crisis. And, you know, I think I may have, I I mistakenly said the Bay of Pigs earlier, that was another Cuban situation, but, uh, but the Cuban missile crisis and, um, and, and how we got to the brink of mm-hmm. uh of what could have been nuclear war uh yeah. you know back uh back in the early 60s during that time you know that's that's as you said we've been there before we've seen this before so what is he what is he talking about well what is I he think what we about? haven't what we haven't seen is this it's just cozying up to a a communist dictator in open in openly you know, mm-hmm. and, and and dogging Americans. You remember the, you remember the Dixie Chicks, yeah, being shunned from all of country music yeah. because they they dared say that they were embarrassed of the president while they were in a foreign country, mm-hmm. and and now here is, I mean, it's just like he's done it multiple times now, mm-hmm. where he's praised Russia and Putin for their genius military strategy and talked about how it was our fault and Ukraine's fault for this war still going on and the D.C. warmongers uh, still wanting to keep this thing going. Those are Americans you're talking about, dude. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are we doing anymore? Well, I mean, but this is what Trump has pioneered in in this modern or current political age. I mean, you know, he has made it a point to diminish and demean uh, the American's intelligence community. He's called uh, Americans who who served in the military losers because they Uh were POWs. I mean, this is the, this is the, this is the motif that Trump has, has constructed in Tuberville being, I guess I'll just say, I'll try to be as respectful as I can be here, being um, just, you know, uninformed and uneducated has um, has followed suit. You know, he's he's doing what Trump has done. And um, it's, it's really, it's disgraceful, really. Yeah. It's just disgraceful. It uh, is. But, but it's what, you know, 
Uh, I think it's, you know, and, and, and I know that some people will say, well, you know, you liberals, you criticize government and you do. And that is true. We criticize government based on policy. But the one yes. thing that um, at least I'll say for, for me and Josh, the one thing you've never heard us do is demean American citizens in this way or American military and service personnel in this way. I mean, this is this is um, this very strange behavior. I, what's happened? You, you asked it earlier. What's happened to the Republican Party? What's happened yeah. to them? What the hell is going on with y'all, man? I mean, what? And, and, I mean, I can only assume. And I and and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit of this from uh you know from John Stewart, who's you know back hosting the Daily Show once mm. a week, and and I watched his the other night, and and he said that you know uh, his belief was that. Uh, that this is this embracing of authoritarianism is uh, is a means to an end uh, for them, um, in that you know they they want to craft this country in a certain way, and the only way to accomplish that is by embracing and, and normalizing authoritarianism and and the reduction of freedoms, and that's what this is. I mean, it's, you 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 got Tucker Carlson strolling around a Russian you know grocery store over there praising Putin and because he can buy groceries for a hundred dollars uh, that might ordinarily cost four hundred dollars in America, and the reason for that is. The, the beat down of the people and the fact right. that they're earning $200 a month over right. there. I mean, what are you talking about? Right. You know, right. I mean, it's just such a brain dead, stupid uh, embracing of, of everything that we are against in this country. And, and then, and nobody is, is taking a stand. And in fact, some of the people in a major political party in this country are now embracing this shit. And it just is, I, I'm losing my mind. Losing my mind with this shit. I just, I mean, it's unbelievable to me. And and having a guy from Alabama ish down on the Florida line down there um, <laughs> is, you know, it, embracing it as well is, uh, it's just a, atrocious, man. It's just, I just, I don't understand how people are, are are not up in arms about this. I really don't get it. I really, really don't understand this. This right here, you know, the disagreements. Okay, fine, but the the attacking of Americans while holding up a, a communist dictator as a, a shining example of what we could be. Dear God. I guarantee you if, uh, if Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama had done this, um, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they might be dead. They literally yeah. might be dead or, or they would, or they'd find a reason to have uh, tried to imprison them. I mean, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. It really yeah. is. It's just yeah, it really, really mind-boggling. It really, really is. Uh, um, all righty. Listen, let's. Uh, while we've boggled your minds, uh, y'all go and think about that for a little while. We'll. Uh, we're going to slide out of here, and uh, until next week, y'all be safe out there. Peace. <laughs>